My name is Nicole Van Gelder, and I want to welcome you to Choosing Happily Ever After, a podcast from Joyfield Home that focuses on values and practical tools that help us to have peace, joy, and confidence so that we can create our very own happily ever afters with our own happy homes and lives. Today, we are going to be talking about expectations. I think this conversation is going to be helpful for everyone, but new moms, this is especially for you or anyone who is going through a big life change. If you have someone like that in your life, I want to encourage you to pass this along to them. This is such an important topic that I think we might actually take two podcasts to cover it. So expectations part one is starting now. I'm going to start this conversation around expectations by sharing a little bit about my story with you. The saving grace in my life has been the Lord's faithfulness, as I'm sure is true for you as well, in places that we haven't recognized, right? I have learned to trust the Lord somewhat in a unique fashion because of the way my life has unfolded. So I'm going to explain to you. I met my husband when I was young. We were both very young. He loves to tell the story about how I broke his heart in junior high. But the truth is that we did go out in junior high, although we didn't really go many places. And it was a very short-lived romance because, of course, we were very young. But we did develop a great friendship. And so we have been close friends since junior high. And then started dating in high school and got married fairly young. He was 19 and I was 20 when we got married. He was in the Air Force. That meant that the first six years of our marriage, we didn't have a lot of say in terms of what our life looked like. We didn't have much control over that. He was stationed in Mississippi when we first got married and then spent a year on a remote tour in South Korea. So I was able to go visit him twice and he came home one time for a short visit. So we saw each other three times that first year. And then after that, we lived together in Germany and then we're back stateside for the remainder of his time. But he spent a lot of time with shops that deployed. The first several years of our marriage We didn't live together very consistently. I think the first two years of our marriage, we only lived together for like three or four months total. After that, there were longer stretches, but it really depended upon where he was stationed. The choices that I had in terms of job opportunities and things like that were also very limited depending on where we were stationed. So our life was a little unique in that way. But also, we went through some really difficult times in our marriage at the very beginning of it. We started out without being able to live together consistently, did not help us to establish healthy marriage (laughs) patterns, if you will, in our marriage. And we just, you know, we were young and we had carried some baggage and some unhealthy things in individually. 
And so we went through a rough patch that thankfully the Lord brought us through and our marriage was able to get to a pretty solid place after that time fairly quickly. And at that point, we've been married now for several years. We've made it through a rough patch and are living together and things are going well. We're both walking with the Lord. Um, He's been incredibly faithful and merciful to us. And as I am spending time in prayer one day, I feel the Lord is saying to me, I want you to trust me. And I'm saying to him, I do trust you. You know, you've been so good. You're so faithful. Of course I trust you. And I keep having this experience where I feel like he is continually saying to me, I want you to trust me. And it isn't too long before I realize that he is speaking specifically about the area of my family in terms of having children someday, not just my marriage, but that expanding our family. Now, at this time, I was not sure that having children was a good idea. You know, we got married pretty young and we hadn't really talked about having kids. I think if you would have asked me at the time of our marriage, I would have been like, well, sure, we'll probably have, you know, one or two kids someday. But that was really more around just that that's kind of what you do than the fact that I really had that desire to have kids. Jamie, when he was stationed in South Korea, had called me one day and talked to me about his desire to have kids. It was kind of just in passing. But he had said, you know, I think maybe someday eight kids, like a big family. And I (laughs) thought that was ridiculous. And I said to him, you know, are you going to have, like, who's going to have these kids? Because eight kids are not going to be coming out of this body. (laughs) So I was definitely not in that place. But when the Lord began speaking to me about trusting him, I'm just going to be honest and tell you that at that moment, I wasn't sure that I really wanted to have kids at all. You know, we had kind of been through a traumatic time, and I just didn't want to look at that type of life change or responsibility. And then I began to have a concern in my heart because I thought, oh no, this is going to become an issue. This is going to be the next thing that Jamie and I are going to have to work through because I know he wants to have kids, and I'm just not sure that I that I do. You know, so I was feeling kind of stuck and and at the same time, the Lord just tugging on my heart and saying, trust me, trust me, trust me. And so finally, I came up with this brilliant plan. And it was that I was going to talk to Jamie about having kids. Um, because even though I knew that he wanted to have them someday, and I had this concern in my heart about us not being on the same page, I also did not think that he was anywhere close to being ready to feel like, you know, hey, let's have kids right now. And so I had this brilliant plan that I would talk to him about what I felt like the Lord was saying to me and that he would, you know, kind of panic and be like, no, we're not ready for this. And then it was like a win-win because then I would have been obedient to the Lord and I would have gotten my way because, you know, we wouldn't be having kids and I would be able to put the whole problem off for some time in the future. This was my brilliant plan and the thing about brilliant plans is that sometimes they backfire. And in this case, it certainly did. Because when I came to Jamie, he said to me, yeah, I know. Like, basically, I'm telling him, I feel like the Lord's, you know, saying this to me. 
And he, before I'm even really done, says, yep, I know I'm on the same page with you. I've just been waiting for you to be ready. And in that moment, I completely panicked because he did not follow my brilliant plan. And I said, okay, well, I'm not ready. Um, Give me some more time to pray about it. And he said, yep. You know, like there was no pressure on his end at all. It was all about giving me my space to have my journey. And so I left that conversation committing to take time to pray more about it. And I think within a week, I mean, it was really just a couple of days because I knew what the Lord was asking of me. So I, I couldn't take the pressure anymore, <laughs> uh, not from Jamie, but from the Lord, from my conscience, from saying no to him and not trusting him. I couldn't take that anymore. So I finally was just like, fine, I'm going to trust you in this area. But this is what I meant was I'm going to trust you, even though this is going to kill me. Like, (laughs) this is a really bad idea. I'm going to follow you to my death. Oh, Jesus, like, I'm not going to withhold anything from you. So fine, I will become a mother and it will be you know, it, it'll be terrible and it's a bad idea, but I will do it. So shortly after that time, I actually thought that I was pregnant. And when I discovered that I wasn't, I was disappointed. And in that moment of disappointment, I was surprised. I was caught off guard because I thought that I would feel relieved. And instead, I felt disappointed And in that moment, I went, huh, there's something more here. Like, the Lord has something for me, and it's not actually bad. And so I began to actually trust him, not just to trust him unto death, but to trust that he had a good plan, that there was something in it. There was still fear, there was still uncertainty, but there was an increased trust that the Lord was leading me into something good. So when I became pregnant then, there was a lot of joy. There was a lot of celebrating. I knew, though, that I still didn't know (laughs) what I was doing. Like, I knew that this was a journey that I was going to have to rely on the Lord in a way that I never had before. I remember with that first pregnancy, Jamie and I were living over in Germany. I remember sitting on the couch in our house in Germany, and I was saying to him one night, oh my goodness, I don't know anything about babies. I don't know how to take care of a baby. Like, ah, kind of panicking. And he looked at me and very comfortingly said, well, don't look at me like I'm the guy. (laughs) I don't know what to do with a baby either. And I was like, ah, so I realized I'm going to have to learn some things. I'm going to have to, you know, read and talk to people. I'm going to have to trust the Lord to teach me because basically my attitude was, Lord, you led me into this. So you're going to have to provide. You're going to have to teach me. You're going to have to make the way. You're going to have to make it so that I can do this, not just survive, but that I can do this and that this can be good. Not just for me, but for this child. I'm going to trust you, and so you're going to have to provide for me. That first pregnancy ended in a miscarriage. I was rushed to the emergency room and had to have emergency surgery. Um, there's more details to it than this, but um, but it was really it was really traumatic physically. It was 
even more traumatic emotionally. It was very sad. And in the midst of all of that, I knew the Lord was with me. And I could hear him still saying to me, trust me, trust me, trust me. And, you know, it's an amazing thing to look back at Jamie and I's journey into parenthood. Because in this day today, we have eight children, amazing children, ranging in age from 18 to 2. But we have also had just as many losses. I've had to have emergency surgery twice, once, um, well, both times very seriously, once with multiple transfusions and just bad stuff. I've had to have two other surgeries as well. And then, of course, other losses um, that, that didn't require surgery. But throughout the whole thing, the Lord has asked us to trust him. And it's been this anguishing, terrible, yet so beautiful and amazing and filled with hope journey. And the reason I'm sharing that with you is because the saving grace of my life has been being able to trust in the Lord. In those times when my expectations weren't met, understanding that he is big enough and good enough to A, either have had a different plan entirely the whole time, and I just didn't understand it, or B, that he is good enough and big enough to bring beauty out of ashes, strength out of weakness, and joy out of pain. Because very often in this journey, my expectations ended up being disappointed. You know, I felt like the Lord was leading me in one way and that things were going to turn out in a certain way. And then when they would go drastically in a different direction, it would be very difficult to try to understand what was happening because I felt like I was following him. It didn't just feel like I was following him. I, I was. I was doing my best to be obedient, to follow where he was leading, to trust him. And so everything then should work out the way that I think it should. <laughs> and so when it didn't, that's a difficult thing. But the other part of that is it's not just when things go wrong that my expectations aren't being met. It's also when things go right. When I have a baby that I'm trying to do my best to raise, you know, that when I have a fussy baby or, you know, when life is unfolding and we have all of these things happening, there is a tricky thing about expectations because when our expectations aren't met, even if the things that are happening are good, we can have trouble adjusting to them because life doesn't look the way that we thought it would. So the saving grace in my life has been trusting the Lord. But also, <laughs> I will say the fact that I have known from the very beginning of my journey of motherhood that I was in over my head has also been an amazing thing because it has caused me to rely on the Lord. It has caused me to be needing his grace every day. So when I went into motherhood, because of the way that my journey started, I didn't have a lot of expectations about the details of daily life and what that would look like. I was just trusting the Lord. 
And I was trusting that his grace would be sufficient, that he would teach me, that he would bring the right people in my life. Now I was also doing my part to try to learn and try to get skills and tools, but I didn't have a lot of expectations. And I think that's been an amazing thing. In fact, in every area of my life, really, that's how it's been. My husband and I planted a church and it wasn't something that we had been planning on doing for a long time. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's the moment to do this thing that we've been dreaming of. The way that we planted the church <laughs> was that we kind of thought we were going in one direction. And then the Lord said, nope, that's not what I have. Like this is it over here. And so what we thought we were doing became something else and it became this church. I didn't have expectations for what that was going to be. And I think that that has been very helpful for me because I've been able to trust the Lord in ways that I probably wouldn't have had I had specific expectations for what the details of life were going to look like. And I have friends that dreamed of motherhood from the time we were young that actually had a much harder time adjusting to the reality of motherhood because the expectation they had in their mind of what it would be like and the reality of what it was actually like didn't match. And so it was a hard wake-up call for them trying to adjust to the reality because of their disappointment because of the expectations that they had. So that's my story. And it's something that I wanted to share because I wanted to let you know that if you're in a place of change, or if you're in a place of disappointment, it doesn't have to stay that way. In fact, I am going to encourage you that you are supposed to have high hopes for your life, for every area of your life. In fact, I think your hopes are probably even supposed to be higher than what they are right now. But that it's usually helpful to hold specific expectations about the details of what things are going to look like loosely. You know, wherever you're at in life, give yourself and others grace. Give yourself time. If you're in the midst of an adjustment, a life change, you're not going to have it all together right away. That's just not how life works. So give yourself time. And as much as possible, let things unfold rather than trying to control every detail. Trust the Lord beyond your understanding because what he has for you is good. Now, I have a lot more to say on this topic, but I'm going to save it for part two. In part two, we're going to talk a little more practically about this. I'm going to share a little bit of scripture with you that I think will speak to this very well. But I want this to be an encouragement for you that no matter what part of your journey you're at, whether things are unfolding exactly the way that you expected, whether you're in a moment of transition, or maybe you're in a moment of disappointment, <laughs> wherever you're at, the Lord has good things for you and he is worthy of your trust. You're going to get through this. You're going to get through heartbreak. You're going to get through disappointment. You're going to get through sleepless days. You're going to get through feeling like you don't know what's going to happen. You are going to get through this. So give yourself grace. Allow your hope to rise because the Lord is with you and he has good things in store. In the meantime, I'd love for you to visit my websites or find me on social media. 
My websites are nicolevangelder.com or joyfilledhome.org. See you next time.